Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Also, I'll be asking you, have we divided a nation in the way we feel and the way we're dealing with this pandemic? And I suppose part of that will be the anger that's growing now amongst wet pubs, which most likely will not be allowed to open for the festive season. It certainly looks that way. There's even question marks over restaurants and uh, the gastro pubs as well. And a Tipperary publican is threatening to march outside the doll in protest again if the Taoiseach Michal Martin decides to keep the wet pubs shut. And he joins me on the line as TJ McInerney, publican owner and TJ Max Bar in Tipperary. How are you doing? TJ, how are you? Not too bad, Niall. Well, you're not having a good day, I'm sure, because, you know, it's like waiting for your leaving cert results, isn't it? Something like that now, Niall. Yeah. The first sight, there's nobody, there's nobody in sight, Niall. Rural Ireland is shut down. It is, and I, I remember that picture that was going around a while ago, although I know the man himself said he wasn't that upset, but there was a picture of this little man staring out the window with his stopwatch. Yeah. And, and that picture kind of summed up the feeling in rural Ireland. Because to, to point out to people, we talk about pubs in Dublin or Cork City, and, you know, it's the young people going out and getting pissed and all that kind of thing. But, but pubs are a lot more than that to people in rural Ireland. They're a meeting place. They're a part of the community. Uh, so we maybe don't get that as much. There's a bit of a divide there, isn't there? It's a parish priest for, a, you know, to organise something in the community. It's an outlet for a widower. It's bachelor somewhere to go, somewhere to have a chat. It's somewhere, to, it's just somewhere to go. Yeah. I mean, Tipperary cele- celebrated John Hogan last weekend in Grange Mokler, and there was nowhere to go for a chat after. Yeah. The one lo- the one local pub that was there was closed. Okay, so it's a standout in the car park or nothing. Stand standout. And a standout at the car park isn't even good and isn't even acceptable anymore. Right. I mean, level f- level five lockdown, Nile has a totally different meaning to th- in uh, rural Ireland than it does in than it does in urban. I mean, it's the equivalent of an ongoing power cut. I know, because, again, I say it's hard for some people to imagine because we have two different lifestyles. Living in a city or living in rural Ireland are two different lifestyles. And, you know, one lifestyle has a lot going on, I suppose. You have all the attractions and you have the pubs and restaurants and bars. Where if you're living in rural Ireland, there may only be one restaurant and one bar and one local town hall or community centre. And and that's it. Well, here I'm one of two two so-called wet pubs. So you take you take that out of the equation in the village and we're left with a takeaway chipper and we have two shops. So yeah. oh, we've, we've the privilege of being able to, sh- to shop, to get our carton and milk, our shopping. And what's, uh, what, what would be the population roughly of the five kilometre radius of, of your pub? What's the population? Uh, we've, it could be about 1,500, 2,000. Right, OK. So then we have to put, it into pers- put things into perspective. Now, obviously, you personally have lost out uh, quite a lot because obviously you're on subsidies or a pandemic payment or whatever yeah. you're on at the moment, TJ. I don't know what you're doing. But, I mean, look, you still have to pay. Uh, it still costs you money to keep your premises there, I'm assuming. It's, it still costs me money to keep my premises there. I mean, it, but listen, Niall, this is, this is as much about... I, I think we've lost... I, I mean, the pub thing, I mean, is, is there, but I mean, it's an urban-rural divide now. I mean, mm-hmm. there's places where they can't go down and buy a stamp to send, to send a Christmas card. I mean, post offices are off the agenda. I mean, this has been going on with two decades. Two decades. I've been here over 20 years, and slowly but slowly and sure, surely I'm looking at rural Ireland being decimated and people don't it just gets chipping away chipping away and basically till you're bent down into submission how are you going to get young people to stay here I mean, I know many years ago, Fianna Fáil tried the whole decentralisation where they kind of moved a lot of the government buildings out of Dublin and into rural parts of the country or into smaller towns around the country. It didn't work out too well. Uh, but I do appreciate what you're saying, TJ, and it's well, very just difficult. Just leave something. Yeah. Leave a morsel of hope. Just leave something there. 
leave a post office, leave a pub. A Garda station, for God's sake. The Garda station, yeah, leave something, leave a community Garda. We're, we're blessed, we have, we've, we're blessed, we've Mary Lundigan here, she's, she's a brilliant community guard. so look, grateful yeah. for that, very grateful for that, but I'd be grateful for a lot more if, they, if they'd leave the lights on in villages around the country. I mean, yeah. it's wrong. People come down out of Dublin, they stay in Kalahi Castle for weekends. I, I, there a few years back, we, we had a power cut one October, when called the weekend, there was people staying from Dublin to Kalahi Castle. They thought it was the best thing ever. We were, we'd no power for about two days. They took out the guitars, we lit the candles, and we had the crack. Yeah. There is no difference. We're all Irish. Rural Orban, we're all Irish. We're all Irish. Citizens. And we all should be supporting each other, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all support each other. I, I have no issue with people in built-up urban areas. But all I'm saying is, I, I, ju- I just want to um, share the tax base that it keep that it keep the lights on in rural Ireland. I mean, we pay, we contribute, we pay in. I mean, we send up some of the best GEA stars mm-hmm. in the country up to Grace Co Park the first weekend. Of you September. usually to be beaten. Can I point out? By the way, I'm just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, <no. laughs> but but okay. But TJ, I get what you're saying. So from a wet pub point of view as well, and you have two really. I suppose you have two arguments here. No, I mean, rural Ireland being neglected, generally speaking. Forget about lockdowns and okay. COVIDs and everything else. That's that's a fact, and I completely agree with you. I mean, when I looked at some of the towns that I knew well, and I worked as a, a disco, a DJ in discos, yeah. and I even places like Drogheda. Now, although Drogheda is a big town, right? Yeah. Uh, I went to Drogheda there recently, and there's two shopping centres open at each end of Drogheda now. And the main street, which was a beautiful main street, is desolate. All the shop fronts are closed. There's nothing really there. The, the, the community spirit has been, the heart has been kicked out of it completely. Exactly. And Niall, I just, I put it to you. The, the HPSC have attributed 0.28% of coronavirus cases to pubs. That's not point. That, that's little over a quarter of a percent. Does that warrant? Does that warrant? And, 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 and if you if you want to go down a rabbit hole and you talk about your not point two percent, and then you take into consideration the mortality rate of COVID nineteen, which is a lot lower than we initially thought it was. So even at that not point two cases, out of those, the chances of any of those actually succumbing to death would be slim to none. <laughs> So, I mean, what I'm saying is, you are absolutely right. It's an infinitesimally small amount of people, and it doesn't justify the restrictions that have been put upon you for such a long time. Exactly. In comparison to other sectors, in other words, you're, you're being picked on. The issue here, and the issue here is safety first. The HSA gave us guidelines. I think we waited six months for our set of guidelines, and we implemented them. I implemented them with a plan, might I say. For, for all of two weeks, I implemented those, those guidelines. You know the parish were proud of me. They were they were proud that I that I had the energy to fight for a service that I did, that I did it for the community. And we got all of two two weeks. I mean two two weeks. I mean it, 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 to be honest with you, I, I feel I feel like government just patronised me. Let us open for two weeks. I mean, look, you've I mean, gone yeah, well. You've gone through this three times already, where the government have told you you're going to open and then they didn't. And listen, Niall, the HSA guidelines are of the utmost importance. I mean, you have to adhere to them. Absolutely. And I'd be disappointed in any publican that didn't. But, but, but the majority of publicans embraced the guidelines. They wanted to adhere to the guidelines. The, custom, the customers were actually doing a farm, to be honest with you. I didn't have to, I didn't have to implement them if, if the truth be known. The customers did it for me. Well, look, there's no logic in what's going on because the government are saying the majority of cases are coming from the home and house parties, etc., etc., people gathering together. And the reason they're gathering together is because they've nowhere to go. Uh, in other words, they would be far better off in your pub 
or any other wet pub around the country in a supervised fashion uh, than being in a house with 20 people or something like that. So the do, you, do you have, you have Luke O'Neill, an immunologist from Trinity, and he, 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 he has suggested that you don't pass, pass the gravy oh. at, on Christmas ah, day across no. the table. Now, TJ, he, he also suggested you put your grandfather sitting in an open leave, window. He wants to leave granddad outside, outside the window. Huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, turn, on the air, turn on the air con for granddad. I mean, is he, is he for real? Okay, but getting back to what's going to happen. So come Friday, which we should know by Friday evening, uh, you'll know whether you're going to be allowed to open. It looks very unlikely, TJ. Um, it does. Yeah, but, and we don't even know about the restaurants and, and uh, gastro bars either. And by the way, they've now redefined a gastro bar, so there's no more of the Healy Rays running well, down to the local chipper, okay? You have to have a chef to be a gastro bar. So uh, unlikely that you're going to open. Unlikely the gastro bars or the restaurants may be open actually on Friday. I don't know. So what are you going to do if they say, listen, you're not opening until after Christmas? Well, listen, Niall, it's never too late to make an executive decision. So I'm going to give Michal Martin and his government the chance to make that executive decision. I mean, they've given a date for, for gastro pubs and restaurants. They've leaked it out that it's going to be the 4th of December, which I think is um, this, day, this day next week. So, I mean, it's never too late to make an executive decision, but we will be, I will be holding meetings. I'm, I'm vice chair of the Tipperary Kilkenny Publicans Alliance, and we will be hold, holding meetings. And I will be holding um, conversations with Jackie Cann and other members of government. And I'd like to compliment Mark Mark Sherry and Jackie Cann and Matty McGrath um, for their ongoing efforts. And mm-hmm. I have to acknowledge um, Mark Mark Sherry and Jackie Cann, considering they're members of government, that they're probably going against the grain in... Um, well, there's a few others there. There's Michael McNamara and there's Padder Tobin and there's a few. There's a few yeah. others there who are who are fighting and against nobody, what they believe are nobody, unrealistic expectations. Nobody wants to fill. Nobody wants to fill pubs and fall over each other at Christmas. That's not the issue. We just we just want we just want a bit we just want a bit of social interaction and a chat and to to acknowledge what a hard year it's been. So what what are you going to do, TJ? I mean, if, if they if they say no, not happening, you won't be open until after Christmas. You don't even know what date or when. What are you going to do? Well, as I said, as as vice chair of the Tipperary Kilkenny um, Publicans Alliance, we'll we'll be we'll be having a meeting next next um, next well, the second of December. To, dis- to discuss ongoing um, measures. So what's the, it, what, are the, what are the options on the table? Well, the, the, light, the, light, the, likelihood, the, the likelihood is, is um, head up for a chat with me hall again. So what, kind of march up to the doll? A march up to the doll, put on your woolly hat and tell, tell me hall how on it. I mean, I'm assuming you'll be looking for public support for that as well. We'll, to we'll join be looking absolutely. for public support, yeah. Okay, okay. For sure, for sure, I mean... But I mean, what do you what do you say to pub owners who and I've spoken to some already who said I don't care what the government think I'm opening. What do you say to those pubs? I mean, obviously that's breaking the guidelines. Well, what I what I what I say to those pubs is do whatever you do in a responsible manner in accordance to the HSA guidelines that were given. That's what I'd say to those publicans, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they will. Because I think I think a lot of publicans like yourself, and and not just for the reasons of financial profit, but for the reasons that they believe they owe it to their own community. Yeah, yeah, providing a service. I I, I think they're at the end of the tether now at this stage. Oh yeah, I mean, but the the community. I think the ballot box is the key issue here. The ballot box is the key issue here. Government are going to suffer. Don't ignore. Don't ignore the electorate. Don't don't ignore the electorate because they. At the end of the day, ultimately, you answer to them. Work out the percentages, Michal, 0.28% according to the HPSC. 
work those percentages out, Hall. What you're doing is unjustifiable. When Matty McGrath told you umpteen times, and you told him that he was flying on a wing in a prayer, I don't think so. You don't. You, you, I mean, I mean, prayer is only com- prayer is only coming back. That's it. Like, well, well, I know, no, I know, I couldn't. When you bring in public policy, you have to be able to justify it. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I mean, about, it's yeah. about it's about the church. It's about people being able to 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 go to to mass, have a chat. Like, there's there's people there that just. I know their lives are devastated. Their lives are decimated by these restrictions, particularly elderly people living in rural Ireland who rely yeah, on that interaction. The I know, I know. Of their lives. I mean, you go into a nursing home now, and you say, and you, it's, you, you say goodbye. I mean, you, you're saying goodbye to your family forever. I know, I know. I know. We spoke about this the other day, and, and I think we will look back at what we've done in 10 years' time as a monumental mistake in the way we handle this, particularly the way that we, I believe, neglected and abused old people by allowing them to die lonely and isolated. Uh, well, Niall, I, I, I thank, I, I'd just like to thank you for, you know, because those sentiments, it, exactly, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Mm. I, I just think it's terrible. I, I do. I mean, I've had more elderly customers and friends and, you know, come in here for the chat and like that's that's the way their lives play out. I mean, but a, a lot of the case here is where their lives play out is they just don't see anyone for the last six, twelve months. Next thing, nobody really kind of knows what's going on with them. You know, you need yeah. to be you have to, get, you have to get into your car and call around to these people. Do you know the reason? They're still there. Like. I know. Yeah. They, I mean, they, that's what I'm saying. We have to think of this as people, not just numbers. But I can't. I I, I just still can't get my head around it. Niall, how he, he can't work out the percentage. And, like, nobody's, nobody's offering to fill up pubs for Christmas or nobody's looking for a music. Like, they, 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 we're in this 12... We're in this... The best part of 12 months. We understand it. We're, and we understand... Are we in it like, together? Because according to the government, together. we're in it... We're in it but are we, are we actually in it together? We're not really, are we? We've got, I'm going to be talking about that in a minute. When you look at the actual figures of private sector, public sector, people who are not financially affected, etc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really believe we're in this together. No, we're not. Yeah, that's it. And and I suppose like when you're not affected, it's easy to take mm, the yeah, of course. decisions you make. Yeah, it's, 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 well, it's easy to take the moral high ground when you're not affected financially by it. I mean, it quite easy is. Well, that's I mean, it, Niall. Yeah. Well, right, look, it's been good talking to you, TJ, and I'm sorry to hear that, you know, that I know that this is depressing you and it's depressing people in your area, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of elderly people in your area who rely on the likes of yourself and other organisations and other groups down there and other pubs and bars and restaurants in rural Ireland generally in the country for somewhere to go and just to have a chat. And one of the saddest stories I heard in the last seven months was um, somebody come on the air, I think they were from Tipperary, actually, and they yeah. told me that there was an elderly woman she came down to the shop. She didn't know what she wanted. She was in her 80s and she didn't know what yeah. she wanted. But the reason she came to the shop was just to have a chat with the girl behind the counter. That's it. And the girl made her a cup of tea and sat her down and just had a chat. But she just wanted to talk to somebody. Niall, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. You, you, you described it in a nutshell. I mean, there's people going to Aldi to socialise. I mean, isn't people that... Going down to Lundgren and someone to socialise. Yeah. That, that's it. Like. Right. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're, going to, they're going to supermarkets to socialise it's nice and warm to get to source. Like that's how. That's how. That's. How, but I mean, our politicians out of touch. Are they clueless? That is the question. Okay, well, that that's a good question to ask on that load. Listen, TJ, thank you very much indeed for coming on the air. And I wish you well. And by the way, if you are going to be marching up to Dublin or you are getting together with your colleagues, please let us know and keep in touch. And sure, we'll we'll get you on the air and have a chat with you about it. In the we'll do. I might meet there with a flask. All right. Listen, thanks very much, TJ. All right, see you bye then. Bye bye. There you go.